I'm a giant when I stand Ballin' like the Jets, startin' Jersey like the Nets To New York like the Mets, yeah I win like the Yanks Like the past, fill a check, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah On myself, yeah I bet, yeah I put blood to the switch, yeah From the East to the West, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah Okay, so we're about to have Danny Zagout on for a baseball podcast. We've been caught up with, um, Danny, give me two seconds. I'm doing our intro. Um, so we're having a podcast with Danny Zagout. She's a very good podcaster, and we've been listening to her stuff for a while now. This is going to be fun for us. We know we were doing the NFL draft yesterday, so we're a little bit weary today. But we're here with you guys back with baseball now. So without further ado, Danny, what's going on? Thanks for coming on the show. Hi. What's going on? How are you doing? I am hanging in there. Just uh, doing on Long Island for the bit right now during a nice little pandemic we're having here. Uh, we're hanging in. Football's keeping us busy now with the draft. We had a big show yesterday, but now we're big baseball fans also. Yankees is everything, and we're diehard fans. We're really suffering without them. It just sucks. It's not the same. I was really hoping to potentially meet you and a few others this year. It would have been fun to meet up at the stadium. Met a lot of people last year on Yankees Twitter and all that. would have been good to continue that, but hopefully we can meet at some point. And I guess my other question would be is, do you think we're going to have a season this year? And if we do, what do you think it's going to look like? and would want to be. Um, I honestly don't really see a season. If I see anything, it's a bullshit season. Sorry, wait, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, you could curse. We've been letting it rip here lately, so feel free. <laughs> okay, good, sorry. Um, <laughs> I honestly think there's going to be, uh, if we do have a season, it's just going to be a bullshit season, like 80 games or something. No, like, that, that's, Yeah, I think they started like twenty one and like thirty nine or something. Like they were buried. Like they were talking about firing the manager and like trading Max Scherzer and even Rendon, but they completely turns it around. And to your point, like in a shortened season, you won't see anything like that. I honestly like I just don't want to see like things like that be taken away because that's an incredible thing to happen. I mean, you just you came back and won. Wait, what? You you did not look like you were going to do anything this year. You you fell flat on your face. And then they came back and they won. And you can't get that this year if that, if you have less games. So I just don't see – I don't see the logic in having a season this year, but I do see the logic in still playing the game. Like, obviously, we need – as a society, as people, as, you know, whatever the hell we are, <laughs> like, we need sports right now. More than anything, there's never been a time in our history. Think about that. I actually wrote an entire article about this, but like, think about this. There hasn't been a time in our entire human history without a sports-like entertainment to keep us entertained during disasters, during tragedies, during crises, all the way back to the gladiator to age. Like, there's always been something to keep us entertained during times of crisis, pandemics, situations like that, world wars, whatever you want to talk about. There's always been a sport to watch, to keep us going, to keep us entertained, to keep our mind off of the sad and the BS that's constantly going on. This is the first time in history we don't have anything. So we need sports back just to keep mental sanity, like, oh, people okay. Just make people come together in that sense and... That's why I think that baseball needs to come back, but I don't think that there should be a season attached to it. I think it should just be like expedition games, and then, you know, we all have a good time just watching the sports that we love. 
Yeah, you said a lot of great things there, and I think you hit the nail on the head in a lot of aspects. We're desperately dying for sports. We've basically gone almost 50 days now. I'm losing track of the days, and it really is testing our sanity over here. Me and Bobby love our sports, and the NFL draft has really been a sacred for savings for us at this point because at least we have that over this weekend, and there's been some football news at least. But other than that, it's absolutely nothing. There's documentaries for Michael Jordan that are cool, but watching old sporting games is getting pretty old. I'm kind of getting sick of the Yankees classics at this point. I don't know how many old games I've watched through all this, and we are dying for sports. And in terms of there being a season, I do kind of I get what you're saying with that too. In my opinion, if you can't play at least 100 games or like 120, it shouldn't count for anything. That makes sense. I see that. And maybe, or you do think they should just play exhibitions, not even do a playoff? Is that what you're suggesting? I'm saying just play the game to play the game. To play it, whoever whoever wins wins, but it doesn't count for anything. But hmm. just to be like, okay, but it's still cool to like say like, yeah, but our team still won. Because, like, everybody wants to still be able to do that. Like, everybody wants to be able to have a healthy competition and, like, you know, you still want to argue with your Mets, Red Sox fans being like, yeah, but we still won. Like, we want to do that, obviously. And even with expedition games and stuff like that, the teammates and the players are all going to still take it seriously because that's their freaking job, too. And they need to stay in shape. They need to keep going and doing this. They they need to play the sport so that way they stay, stay healthy enough, active enough, and well enough to continue to play the sport when it's actually a season. So at the end of the day, it's kind of like a win-win. We all get what we need to, but you know what? No one gets a trophy at the end because it's bullshit if you do get a trophy. Like, that, that's kind of being like, hey, you showed up. Here's a participation award. Like, no, that doesn't happen in real sports. Yeah, it's really going to be something if they do this. I'm not sure how it's going to look, if they're even going to have fans, uh, how many games we're going to get. I do get what you're saying. It doesn't seem, It's not like a real season. It doesn't have the same feel. And if they start in June, maybe they could somehow salvage it if they try to extend with the neutral site World Series into November or something. But if they start in July, I don't really know how they're going to fit enough games to make it feel like a legitimate season. But with that being said, if the Yankees somehow win whatever type of World Series they make, I'll still have fun and we'll still celebrate it. But it won't be the same as if they won it normally by any means. Exactly. There was like this thing going around on the internet saying that if there was a season this year that they're that the title would be tainted. And I was like, tainted is the wrong word. A tainted title is the Astros title. That's right. a tainted title. I was like, this would just be a bullshit title. It's just be like, yeah, you won, but you didn't play all the games, bro. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it because it's not like we cheated or anything. It's just like, it's just not a full season it's like, because of the circumstances with Corona. I don't even know if we're going to actually get one. I want to say we will, but it's so hard to tell at this point. It's just been getting tough. I mean, I think the curve's getting better in certain areas, but it's so tricky because, like, every area is different. Oh, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's going to be tricky until there is a vaccine. End of story. Just mm-hmm. not that. I don't care what anybody says. Everybody's out here like, oh, until this gets it. No. You got to think about the world as a, as a whole. Like, nobody is going to leave their freaking house until they know that they can take a shot, like a flu shot, that, you know what, you might still get it, but you're not going to die situation. That's, that's what needs to happen. We need a flu-like shot where it's like, you can still kind of get the flu, but you're not going to die from the flu if you get the flu shot. It's going to help you. It's like basically like, we need a flu, we need a... I shouldn't say flu shot because I get yelled at all the time because people are like, it's not the flu. And I'm like, I know that it's not the flu. Obviously, it's not called the flu. It's called COVID. Like, it's just to, like, say that we need – because the flu vaccine isn't really a vaccine. You can still get the flu if you get the flu vaccine. So that's what I'm saying when it comes to, like, a vaccine for COVID. It would be like, all right, you kind of might still get this thing, but, like, we don't have to put you on a ventilator now, so it's not as deadly and it's not as dangerous. Like, that's – the only way people are going to leave their house, go to sporting events, go to the ballet, go to theater, go to the, your local bar or whatever, is to think that, okay, I put this shot in my body, and now I'm going to be okay, and I can go out and live a normal life. So until that happens, don't expect anything to go back to normal yet. Yeah, that's a good point, too, because people are still going to have that fear factor. And they may, like we've talked about, they might go without fans, maybe, and that's going to be weird, however they do that. But, yeah, I want them to do it also. I, of course, we want them to get back. Like, I'd rather watch something than nothing. Right. And I understand for them that, like, this is where the player needs to put their, like, 
I wouldn't say it, I don't like to say ego because ego is looked at wrong. Like ego is usually fear based and whatnot. It's actually what it is. It's not you know like I'm a superficial person. So they need to take their superficial BS attitudes about them, shove it up their asses, and play the game because they're paid to play the game whether there's fans in the crowd or not like tampa bay tampa <laughs> and miami have been doing it for years so guess what everyone's going to deal with that right now because at the end of the day while you play this game you're making so many people that are stuck in their houses with their mental like i don't know they're basically their mentality is shit and they're not doing well and if you play a game you might help that person so get off your high horse Go play the game without people in front of it. MLB, take the loss on your money. You got enough anyways. You'll be okay. And let everybody, like, you're paying these players anyways. So you might as well just, like, pay them to play the sport, just not in front of fans, and all of your fans will be back soon enough. All right? Yeah, we really need this as a country. You couldn't be more correct about that. So if we were to do this, how would you do it? Would you do an Arizona thing? Would you have them go to Florida? Would we do a few different spots? Or do you want them back in their normal stadiums without the fans? Um, that's the difficulty factor in all of this. I mean, yeah, I guess it would make sense. Too, there's so many different ways to look at this. Because, like, yes, you can do – I mean, if no fans are coming, like, they can – go to all of these places but then you got to think about it like now these players are in these cities so now you got to worry about these cities like every city and stuff like that so honestly um what i would do the arizona sounds reasonable to do this in but the problem is it's just not the same it's not going to be if fans aren't going it's, it works but then you got to think about like the family like and the now heat, too. I don't know how they're going to play in that people, heat. Yeah. They're going to be... Have, yeah. People there. So, like, you could maybe find a couple of stadiums where there's less cases and it's safer for them to play at. Like, I guess maybe you find a bunch of different ones where it's easier to do that with. But I honestly... The players are still worried about their own families, their own things, and, like, you got to think of them as people as well, even though sometimes we're over here like, no, you signed up for this life. But um, it's, it's a really tough call. I really don't know what I would do in this situation um, because I, more than anything else in the world, want the boys back in the Bronx, obviously. Of course we but all do. <laughs> I, want, I want people to be safe and sane and, you know, just safe. So the Arizona thing is the only thing that sounds logical and reasonable to do to keep safety concerns at bay yeah i mean and jeff passon also said he believes it's arizona or bust a few weeks back i think maybe around two or one now he would said that and that's what some mlb people think i think maybe you could try a few of them maybe florida texas some of the warm weather spots like california depending how they're doing but it can't be more than like three or four spots florida's pretty screwed up right now too so that's the problem where florida comes in in hand i mean uh, there's a bunch of players still in Tampa doing their workouts, doing their regiments that they're supposed to. I mean, like Aaron Judge is still in Tampa. Um, Gio's still out in Orlando and stuff like that. There's a bunch of the guys that, that have houses in Florida that stayed in Florida. Some of them went to home to Connecticut and New York and everything like that. But, um, like, there's there are the few that stayed behind to keep doing the workouts and the regiments. And if you can keep the players safe, I think that – that's the only thing that would be of concern when it comes to playing in different stadiums in different states. Yeah, like, honestly, I don't even care if we have different divisions. I don't even care if we're playing Grapefruit League, like spring training. We just need to play some type of baseball if it's safe and they can figure it out. It's tough on the location because there's so many problems in so many different areas. And the money factor is going to be a big issue in this. That is one of the big problems we're going to have trying to get baseball back because the owners are greedy, the players want what they want, but... You know, it's everyone's going to lose money here. It's not going to be the same. They need to make a compromise. And like you said, they need to suck it up. They need to figure something out that works for all parties or compromise. They're both going to have to give something. I guarantee you, as the fucked up human being that Rob Manfred is, he's probably going to figure out some stupid deal that would make it so everybody has to pay for MLB TV. Oh, my God. I can't even – I love – I can't even get me started, man. For We'll get to him soon, but – 
I just want to talk to Bobby a little bit too, get him involved. What do you think about um, the new agreement they could come to? And do you think that we'll get a season? What do you think it could look like if we get one? Uh, I think I've exhausted this pretty much, and you know this, Jules. Um, uh, I think if they don't play a hundred games, I don't think it's worth it. I I don't want to watch baseball if it's gonna be eighty games. I think. We need 100 games. I, I know we're not going to get 162. No. If we don't get 130, uh, fine. But if we could get at least like 105, I'm cool. I'm content with that. And if stands can't be uh, – excuse me, sorry. If fans can't be in the stands, I understand, but it gets baseball back. Anything that gets baseball back, I'm all for. If it has to be in Arizona, Florida, and um, uh, where's the other one? Texas, Texas. they were talking about maybe yeah, Cali. Yeah, that's uh, – that's where I uh I think it would be just fine. But if it gets baseball back, I am 100% all for it. Just, in my opinion, it has to be for 100 games. And it's really funny you brought up the Marlins before because we were actually going to go down for his bachelor party while we're still hoping to somehow towards the end of June and we're going to hit a Marlins game. And we were saying they were pra- they've been practicing social distancing for years down there anyway. I don't care how you give me baseball. I don't care what happens at the end of the day. I just think that if it's less than 100 games, like he said, the, the title doesn't count. And that's it. Just, that's it. Just give me baseball. I don't care how you're giving it to me. Just put it in front of my face so that way I am no longer going insane. At this point, I took... purple <laughs> unicorn costume. Oh, I just saw that before. Actually, that was pretty funny. He, um... But I was going to say... This needs to get figured out. They got to do something. Like, we are baseball. It's so hard. Like, I don't want to give I don't wanna give any leniency to Manfred because fuck him. Oh, but no. The problem is that he also <laughs> does have to um, abide by the CDC and literally the government has to be like, okay, you can do this. Yeah. So that's, like, the biggest thing right now, I guess, when it comes to all of it is basically, like, all right, what is the CDC going to tell us that we can do? There's a lot of factors with this, and I think you made also a good point. Even if we don't have a season that really counts, we need the guys to get reps. Who wants? We can't have them not playing for a whole year. It's terrible for everyone. How are they going to come back after not playing a whole year? Everyone's going to have to have a huge adjustment period. It's going to be insane if we miss the whole season. And injuries will be up. Injuries, too. That's a great point as well. That's going to be a huge problem. I'm really worried about Cole, too, a little bit, because we're going to waste a year of his prime. We just signed him for nine years if we don't play. It really stinks for us when we look at it that way but at least we still have him he's not hurt as of now and hopefully he just stays strong i agree um i think he'll be okay and anything uh it's the baby when the baby's born that i'm worried about more than anything else yeah Um, but i do agree with that that's that's definitely one of those factors that kind of really hurts um especially with the yankees and their injury proneness um but the one thing is that we can look at is maybe even with this moth, they can finally fucking get healed up correctly. Like, finally, like, they're not going to slowly die on us. Yeah, Does I that actually... that make any sense? Like, yeah. Uh, there's, like, there's a fear factor of them getting hurt, yes. But there's a fear factor, there's, like, the added, like, sigh of relief where it's just like, oh, maybe they can totally heal up now, and then it'll be an issue. Yeah, I mean, I actually have, yeah, this actually brings up something that's very relevant right now. I asked Brian Hoyk a question about this, how this roster would look if we played in June, per se, because that's like, I'm hoping that we could somehow play by June. And he said that for the most part, we every, everyone will be healthy except Judge. We don't even know. That situation's getting really crazy, and I'm not too thrilled with that. I'm not even sure if he'll be ready at this point because it just keeps getting like worse, like more setbacks. Like he's, they keep trying to give him what more I, time. What? and. What's the most recent thing when it came to judge? Because I haven't even been paying attention. Because I like it hurts. It actually hurts my soul to pay attention. <laughs> I understand that, Danny. I really do. I had to take. I had to step away for a few days. Also, go into football a little bit more. I'm like, I just can't deal with baseball right now. It just hurts me too much. Because I, I was right around the time I was supposed to get ready to go to Baltimore. Like that two week period was awful. That was like one of the worst periods probably. And oh, <laughs> dude, time. Stuff in Florida was like. Everybody's like, oh, I'm, you're stuck in Florida. How shitty. And I was like, no, it sucks. I'm 
my gosh, I'm supposed to be watching baseball right now. Like, I'm literally being slapped in the face every single day that I can't watch my favorite thing in the like the one thing that makes me super happy. Oh, I like, feel you I'm on that. And then I'm supposed to be on a flight to Baltimore, and then I'm supposed to be doing this, and I. Today? Yeah, we probably could have ended up meeting in Baltimore. That would have been fun, but hopefully. <laughs> no, I was saying like I probably I would kind of I don't know maybe with a family other, who knows I didn't like saying like to me that anything if that's what you were thinking. It would have happened. That'd be yeah, probably. Give me a shot of tequila. I wind up meeting everybody. I'm sure I would have saw. <laughs> yes, I'm sure I would have saw you at Pickles too. That, that's like where everyone was gonna go, but um, hopefully sometime. Who knows? But for Judge, back to him. Okay, he's doing an off-season rehab program. He's facing live pitching. He's throwing at 120 feet or more. That's the latest on him right now. But there's no timetable for like when he'd be good to go. Still, I don't think. And then they say Paxton and Stanton should be set. Stanton's 100% fine, I think, for the most part. And Paxton's pro, uh, progression seems to be the same. I think it was they were saying like mid to late May he could have been ready. And then Aaron Hicks, they said, could maybe be in June, but that's probably a little optimistic. July is probably more realistic if we play. But that would be huge for him if we get a shortened season because he wouldn't miss that much of it. We have a year like Didi did last year because you got to think of it. Everybody like everybody cracked on Didi last year, and I'm like, hi, hello. Do you guys not remember this motherfucker just came back from Tommy John surgery? Like, he's doing pretty good for a guy who just had Tommy John surgery and came back. Like, calm down. So, I mean, he had like five grand friends last year. But anyways, um, with Hicks, the thing is that that I'm gonna like obviously worry about is um, his full potential coming back. Is it gonna be there? Is it not gonna be there? So. Yeah, Hicks is a big injury problem. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's got the back issue. He's got his elbow now. Now we've got more upper body shit going on. What's happening? Hicks is like Um, a piece of glass. (laughs) Yes, but the the other thing is, the main issue when it came to him is, like, his he's a switch hitter. So, like, we might not be seeing... I can't remember what Joe said. I don't remember if it was his left side or his right side. But, like... You're probably not going to see him batting one of those directions anymore because of this surgery. Like he's no longer going to be a switch hitter. Oh really? I didn't even hear that. Wow. Where did you get? Where did you hear that from? I'm I'm, I'm not saying. Oh um, okay. But, <laughs> all right. Like, so basically, it's like yeah, he was having so all his issues were semi articulous when he was batting left. So like he was having a lot of issues when he was doing that, but when he batted right, he was trying to. It's one of the other. It's one of the other. So, I really. Oh man. He, we could see that possibly wow. being a factor. Wow, I've never, I haven't even heard that yet. So that's some, that's something to look out for now, and that's not some great news, especially if he's forced to the right side because we have a million righties already. We need him to be uh, hitting on the left side half the time. We don't have like any lefties on this team. That's a problem. Um, I think it's one, of, it's, it's one or the other. Well, if I, I, I can find out. I don't remember exactly what I was told, but because it was during. So when he was on the IL last year, towards the end, and then we took him off during the playoffs, uh, which he shouldn't have been taken off of. But um, it was during then that I was told what was going on. So um, I'm not 100%. I can't remember that far back. Yeah, it's a while, yeah. I was like, I don't. So, like, I got all the facts right except for, like, left or right. So (laughs) that's that's still a big thing, though. That's some good stuff. do the switch hitting situation, but the problem is, like, it's, it's one of those worries that is being that that's there when it comes to his injury because we don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's really he's he's such a he's has so much potential. He just he just can't stay on the field. Like he's great when he plays, but he doesn't even get to one fifteen. If he, you're lucky, if he plays like one hundred twenty games in a season. Yeah, because of his back and shit like that. For a 29-year-old, that kind of sucks. Actually, I think he's 30 now, but whatever. All right, so I got to ask you a few questions. We'll talk Manfred a little bit because I know we both a little bit. Um, he's definitely well, a hot. We're to talk about with Manfred. He's an asshole. He needs to go. That's about it. Uh, well, I just want to uh, – yeah, that's true. I guess that's, that's somewhat true. <laughs> um, I don't like him too much either. The only problem is I'm trying to work in baseball, so I can't rip him as much as I'd like to. <laughs> so um, I got to be a little careful with that with some of the tweets, but – it's he's really ridiculous and i'm actually interested in what your goals are is this podcast something you want to make bigger or are you trying to get into baseball like any other ways 
keeps kind of uh, changing as time goes on. I kind of, I have goals in mind, yes, but I don't, like, obviously, like, there's certain things that I want, like, ultimate goal in life, if it's possible, hopefully it will be possible, is to be the first female manager of a baseball team, but, like, um, which everybody thinks, well, actually, a lot of people agree upon, but it doesn't matter. Um, anyways, so, like, yes, ultimate goal, first female manager of a baseball team. So, yeah, I would have to go through the rings and the ranks of everything else to prove myself and everything like that. Um, this is kind of one of those, like, oh, maybe I could do this by creating a stepping stone. But um, this is my baby. Um, I honestly don't know if or not and go into, like, the fuller side of media where it's, like, ESPN, Yes Network, any of that kind of situation because then you have to play politics within baseball and, like, well, politics within media where I can only say certain things and if I say something wrong, like, I get screwed over for it. Well, I keep my podcast, I keep it running, and I keep hustling and grinding on it. I can still say whatever the fuck I want, get sponsors, and just, you know, have a great time doing it. We've been doing this for almost two years now. I'm curious, I think I've heard you say this before, and I know your family is very into baseball. How did you get started with this? When did you start Danny's Dugouts? And I know you've talked about it a lot already, but what are some other ways that you've uh, really grown the podcast over the years? So I started this in uh, 2018 in November. Um, the idea came to me in September of that year uh, from a friend of mine. Um, I was leaving modeling, and I didn't know what to do next. So as me freaking out and sad, I was also going through a disgusting, not a disgusting breakup, but one that really hurt me. Mm-hmm. Um and, like, I, I don't know, a friend of mine saw me at the bar. He saw that I was just kind of, like, down in the dumps. And I was, like, he's, like, I've got a friend tomorrow coming. Hold on. Sorry. My phone's, like, buzzing. You're, ah, sorry. You're good. You're good. Um, I was, like, why is my phone going off? Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, my friend looked at me. He knew that I was, like, really just down in the dumps. He's, like, look. My friend's playing tomorrow. He, a friend of his at the time was on the Blue Jays. Now I believe he's on the Rangers. But he's like, a friend of mine is playing tomorrow. Do you want to come to the game with us? Um, he's like, I can get us on the field. He's like, it's Sunday. There's not going to be any batting practice. But he's like, you can go on the field and watch like pitchers throw back and forth if you want to. And I was just like, wait, what? He's like, yeah. I'm like, yes. Where? When? How? He's like, you got to be at the stadium at like 11 o'clock. I was like, bitch. Do not doubt the fact that I can't leave this bar at 5 o'clock in the morning and be at Yankee Stadium by 11 a.m. <laughs> Do not doubt that at all. And I showed up. I was there, me and a friend of mine, and we went on the field. I had, like, the greatest freaking day ever. Um, we were sitting – then, like, he – obviously, his friend gave us tickets as well. So we were sitting in, like, the Blue Jays family section at Yankee Stadium. And the woman behind me was the, the mother of the son who was the starting – pitching that was the starting pitcher that day and like they're like we're really Yankee fans and then I was like that's great congratulations to your son I was like obviously got a root for him um and McCutcheon hits a home run off of him and I obviously stand up going insane like yes McCutcheon the father gets really pissed off (laughs) about the fact that he's like this girl's rooting for the Yankees in the wrong section (laughs) oh god and I it's Yankee Stadium though come on now so, like, me being the psychopath that I am, and I fully admit the fact that I'm a psychopath, I fully admit that I am a crazy person, especially when it comes to Yankees, and just... It's okay, I am too, don't worry. I am very, very passionate, and I am very aggressive, but I can also <laughs> have a smile at the end of it. You never know, it's just, it's weird. So, me being me, my friend, like, my two friends, just, like, and I'm sitting in the middle of them, they just both look at me, and I'm like, what? They're like, just don't say anything, Danny. Like, expecting me to turn around and yell at this guy. Like, tell him to go fuck himself. Because that's really all I want to do. Like, I was looking down, and I was like, this fucking guy right here. And my friends are like, Danny, I'm like, why? I'm like, I'm good. I'm saying, I'm saying it low. I was like, but he's telling me that I'm in the wrong section. He's in the motherfucking wrong stadium, okay? Like, just, all right, I'll keep calm. I'm keeping calm. So, like, that happened. Focus on the game, and I'm just yelling and being my typical like self. Even if like we're winning, I'm still yelling at them, telling them that they can do better. <laughs> like I'm that angry sports dad that's yelling at his son 
telling him that he could do better, even though he just threw like a sixty-yard pass into the touch, like into the whatever. I'm I'm doing a football reference instead of a baseball reference, yeah, but it doesn't exactly, matter. Yeah. So like that's me, and like so I'm just yelling at the game and having fun and doing whatever and drinking tequila. And my friend looks at me after a little while, and he's like. This is what you've got to do. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I was, I was like, where are we supposed to stay off of this? Like, we, this is supposed to be my distraction. He's like, yeah, but, like, maybe you can make your distraction work for you. So that way it's your life and you can just be happy, go lucky, whatever. Go. I was like, that's not a bad idea. I was like, yeah, but, like, I'm a girl. Who the hell is going to listen to me? Like, I understand. Like, I have to constantly prove myself. To any human being I talk to about sports because I have tits. Like, so what do you want? Like, what do you expect? Like, just, I can't, no. And I just kept going back to the game. He's like, no, this is what you have to do. You have no fucking choice. He's like, I'm not even watching the game. I'm watching you and I know everything that's going on in the game. He's like, you're starting a podcast. And I was like, what would I call it? Danny's dugout? And he's like, yes, that's exactly what you call it. So here we are. I was like, all right, fine. So, but I waited till the end of the season, obviously. And I was like, all right, well, okay, um, here I am. And I started it. And it's kind of like I didn't expect to be where I am today yet. Like I, I thought it would take me another year and a half to get to where I'm at today. And I'm, it's not like I'm really at any pivotal moment yet. Um, but I, like, I didn't expect my modeling fans to follow me into sports but they did so the like 30,000 people that I had before I started this podcast followed me and stayed with me and I gained another 30,000 people to listen to my podcast and I'm like how what and I'm kind of like hiding in my sweatshirt like this is cool all right I'll take it I don't know what's going on but yeah that's kind of how it started well, that's how the podcast started. How my psychoticness with the Yankees started is because I grew up in a family full of psychotic Yankee fans. <laughs> yeah, my father so. brought me up on it, too. So I've always been into it. Although, I'm, like, evolved to anyone in my house at this point. Like, I'm well – I'm, like, invested to every pitch when the season's going on. It's crazy. Like, I know baseball. Like, I hang on every game even though I know you're going to lose a lot of games. Like, I get pissed every inning, every bad pitch. Like, everything doesn't go right. Like, I'm in yeah. – I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm locked in all the time once the season's going on. Yep. Clearly understand. So, that is me. Yep, <laughs> yep, that's what we got to do. And we we actually started a similar reason because you joke, we're looking for a fun outlet to express our sports thoughts. And we kind of are looking for a deeper purpose, like we're going to do something we like to do more because we're still trying to get advanced into our field as well. We, we're both communications majors, so we're, we're really interested in working in sports media, whether it's videos, articles, like recapping stuff or previews or something. Just like anything, like breaking down moves, we just want to get ourselves going. I completely understand. Absolutely. So you think um you guys give me your thoughts on the Red Sox punishment? I've been waiting to ask you this. The Red Sox punishment? Yeah, I gotta hear your thoughts on this. They're bullshit. I mean, like, look, the Red Sox didn't do anything as bad as like as bad as Houston did. So like, I don't expect. I wasn't expecting more. Than Houston, but I wasn't expecting Cora to just be punished for this season. Like I think that the suspensions of these managers and people like that need to be further. That like this year does not count as your suspension year because that means that every player got suspended, which is bullshit. Yeah, they're saying that the only reason that they're saying is because they're still not getting paid this year. That's the, but it's it's still ridiculous. It's. I agree with you. I'm just. I'm saying what others are saying, but yeah, you're right, Bobby. I think I'm pretty sure you agree. They weren't gonna get paid. Like they, they were fired. No matter what, they were gonna get paid. And if they didn't get, if they didn't get fired, they still get paid. Yeah, and you're I don't. You're suspended for baseball. You're suspended for baseball. Like whatever. Like okay, now you don't get paid because you're suspended for baseball. But it's not just your suspension. You also got fired. So they weren't getting paid no matter what. So that's kind of. Just, no, just no. That's like a bullshit excuse. And then, the, like, all of the punishment is going on. The other thing was, all of this huge, massive punishment is going on the camera guy. Um, no. Why is the camera guy getting in trouble for this? He just followed his rule. He, he was told what to do, so he did it. Obviously, he can't be a camera guy anymore. Cool. But he's getting a huge punishment for this when 
the other guy should get a huge punishment. Like, everybody should get, like, a massive punishment for this. The players should be held accountable. They shouldn't have immunity. They, you, the entire punishment for what has happened in baseball is just utter bullshit. It's not fair to the fans, to the other players, to anybody. Every single player has come out saying that. Every single person has come out saying that, except for Rob Manfred. Yeah. And obviously the people who were cheating because they're like, yay, we got off got free. So, yeah. honestly, it's all bullshit. Everything. All the, Manfred did it, which means it equals bullshit. Yeah, I mean, he. I think he's 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 protecting the owners way too much here. I don't understand how you throw the replay guy under the bus either. And how they really think Cora wasn't involved with this when he was and created this game in Houston, basically. But they're gonna say he didn't cheat with the Red Sox. Okay, sure. Honestly, I don't care. All I care about is I. I mean, last year the Red Sox were terrible. So if, yeah. you cheated with the, if you cheated with the Red Sox, they should have still been good and they were terrible last Well, year, I think so. we're talking 2018. I, yeah, okay, cool. But Houston was good from 2017, 2018, 2019. They were still good. And they were cheating. Yeah. But they were good and cheated. Like, Red Sox were terrible last year. And if they were cheating last year, like, if you cheated in 18, you're going to cheat in 19. It's just how it goes, just like what Houston has been doing. Right, yeah. They, so, they're still cheating like, for sure. They, like, you can't there, – there's, like, there's speculation of them cheating in, in Boston, but what they did compared to what Houston did, it's just not comparable. So, no, it's honestly, not. Honestly, it's – should have gotten more of a punishment – and that's about it. It was just more of a Cora getting punished than the Red Sox getting punished that I really cared for. And Cora didn't get the right punishment either, so. Yeah, that's true also. I'm kind of surprised they didn't get fined, but what difference does it make? That money means nothing anyway, so it doesn't even matter. They lose one draft pick that might be more significant since they're cutting the draft and the whole minor league situation. I know we have some colorful thoughts about this. Bobby, I'm also curious what you feel about the Red Sox and um, the minor leagues cut, getting cut from 160 to 120. Manfred uh, is ruining baseball. Yeah, I uh, I agree. He is ruining baseball. At first, when he first came along, I thought he was okay because he was replacing Bud Selig, who was there for so long, and, and he's just as well. yeah, and he just really destroyed the game that everybody. This is America's pastime, and he's destroyed it. He's he's made it into a laughing stock. He uh he gives the Red Sox a slap on the wrist. He gives the uh. Astros, not a harsh... He said it was going to be a harsh punishment. That was not a harsh punishment by any means. What the Astros got could have been much, much worse. So, with that, I, I'm not a fan of Manfred at all. I really not... I'm not a real big fan of commissioners in all sports. I think they all have hidden agendas, especially me being a big football guy. The uh, NFL commissioner is one of the worst I've ever seen. But Manfred takes the cake on that one. He's... uh. He's much worse than the NFL commissioner. I will say that. Look, when it comes to Manfred, he's not just screwing up on punishment. He's screwing up on what he was brought in to do in the first place. They literally brought Manfred in because he was supposed to be really good when it came to media. The media, public, like everybody was, they're like, okay, like he's going to fix the media factor of all of this, and he's just made it worse. He's made it worse. Like you were brought in to help media and how, like because like. You were supposed to add in, like, this newfound, like, young edge to help, like, grow this sport more. And he did it for a short stint where he did get more, like, young kids involved with baseball. He did it for, like, a little bit. But otherwise, like, now you're screwing with rules. You're changing the 40-man roster to 28. You're changing the... Three, now we got a three batter minimum bullshit rule. I hate that rule. I hate that rule so much. It, it, that rule is garbage. It completely takes away strategy in the game. It completely takes away strategy in the game. And people, like, stupid, like, analytics in a general sense, like, sabermetrics and whatnot, is ruining this game completely. That's actually what is, it's not Manfred, it's sabermetrics that's ruining this game. Because sabermetrics has said that the three batter minimum needs to be a thing due to the fact that nobody really uses that, uh, like, you know how you had a pitcher for Big Poppy? The lefty specialist. Yeah, that, that guy. You always have that pitcher. He's only in the he's in the bullpen just so he could come out and take care of this one dude. And guess what? That can't be a thing anymore. Nope. And that's ridiculous. It, 
So, like, you took away a huge strategy in this game, and then you took away players for September, like, and now you're taking away the MILB, and now you're taking away the... What, what are you going to keep of baseball? That, that, that's the real question. What are we keeping in baseball? Because I see a lot of shit getting taken away. I think he's trying like, to cater to the people that have short attention spans and don't care about baseball way too much. I people with short attention spans. I have ADD, okay? I have the shortest attention span ever. <laughs> me too. Ever. You literally can't keep a conversation with me unless it's about <laughs> baseball. That's it. Or, like, you know, witchy stuff. But that, that's totally a different conversation. So, or like, or unless I can just argue. If I can argue, you're keeping me in a conversation. But anyways, like, you... See, like, constantly just getting distracted. That's the definition of me. So if I can pay attention to baseball because I know the fucking sport, and you, if you know the intricacies of baseball, you realize that there's something happening in every single moment of a baseball game. And that's what I think has also drawn me to loving baseball as much as I have is because I would get – uninterested in like one thing and then I would get interested in why the pitcher was moving his like shoulder a different way and like I could focus on something else I constantly was like getting stimulated from something different watching in like one aspect of the game pitching so that's also probably why I was pitching so much but like to say that you're gonna be paying attention to people who have short attention spans when a baseball game that tends to only last around three hours long and a football game is three hours long, I really don't see the fucking difference here. The only thing is you don't understand pitching and you get bored by it. So you only turn the game on during your half of the inning so you can watch bombs being hit. And mm. if bombs aren't being hit, you're bored. Right. Instead of turning on the, the inning where you're in the defensive area, where you're striking people out left and right, and it's an 0-1 game shutout, and it's fucking awesome, you don't like those games because you're like, well, there's no excitement. Like, that's the people that he's catering to, and that's why this game's getting fucked up. And that's why you're not getting more fans because you're not teaching people about pitching. You're not teaching people about defense. You're not hyping up pitchers. You're not marketing the stars well either. Yeah, they're so bad at marketing the stars. And then the other thing you brought up that got me going, speaking of the more home runs, do you think that has something to do with the juice ball? Because that ball was totally juiced during the regular season, and you can't tell me it wasn't different during the playoffs because it was. Like, Didi's should have been a home run. There were so many times the ball just died in the postseason where it would have been gone in the regular season. Um... There are, like, ins and outs of that where I can agree with you and I can't agree with you because I've had a lot of people say that they are, and I've had equal amounts say that they aren't juiced. So I'm not 100% sure on which is true and which one is false, but from my point of view, the balls were fucking juiced 100%. And then when it came to, like, postseason, yes, they might have just thrown the regular balls back in there, but it was also fucking cold. And That's that true. Just put a huge factor and play a huge factor in this. Bobby, what do you think about the juice balls? Uh, it's, uh... <clears throat> I, I didn't really think much of it, to be quite honest with you. I didn't really know much about juice balls. I didn't think they did stuff like that, to be quite honest with you. They, uh, so, spin, they basically spin the ball tighter, so it, it, when it hits, its velocity is longer. Oh, I didn't that, even, that, that I didn't even know. So, uh, that, I mean, I'm not surprised. Not really surprised at all. I think definitely during the regular season, definitely. And in the postseason, they didn't. And you can definitely tell that the ball was juiced, too, because they were saying that um, the seams on the ball were lower. The pitchers so were saying why, it, too, yeah. Yeah, the seams on the ball was lower, so they had to fix their grips, which is why Tanaka was having such a huge issue with one of his grips, and he had to keep fucking with it because he had it down with the normal ball. But with this one, he did not. So, like, it just, that's why, yeah. All right, so we're going to get towards the end a little bit, but we're going to ask you a few quick hitters because we're getting close to an hour. We got to do some more We got to do some more football stuff. This has been fun. I want to thank you so far, but we still have a few more questions. So who's your favorite all-time Yankee and current Yankee? Mickey Mantle. Shit, I was just going to ask that. Yeah. Mickey Mantle and Gio Rochelle as in current. Those are your guys right now. How about your favorite stadium that's not yet uh, to visit, your favorite uh, road stadium? So basically, I can't say the Yankee Stadium is what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Just trying to get outside the box a little bit. I am not giving you an answer on that because I haven't seen every stadium. I've only seen a few of them, and still Yankee Stadium wins. So, and yeah. 
Okay, so I'll ask that. How about what's the second best then? There we go. It's not. It's not even like a second best situation. Like I've only been to five stadiums. I've been to city. I've been to city. I've been to Toronto. I've been to um, White Sox, and I've been. Where else? I've been to White Sox too. Philly was really cool. Um, I think the. I think the reason why I like Philly was because of the shit that we did before we went to the game, and also like. Um, yeah, so Philly was really cool. Anyways, um, and White Sox Stadium was decent, I guess. I went there too. It's in a terrible area too. <laughs> really bad area yeah, of Chicago. It's a sh- shitty fucking area. Most, most like ballparks and stuff like that tend to be in a shitty area. Like <laughs> Philly Stadium is in the shittiest area as well. But, um, and then Toronto, Toronto Stadium, however, is in a nicer area. I went there, uh, too. I love it up there. Toronto, Toronto was really cool. Um, I did enjoy going to Toronto. I had a fun time in the city. Um, the stadium was actually really nice, but they didn't have, they didn't sell tequila <laughs> or really any hard liquor. Interesting. So, um, I didn't even catch that when I, I went. <laughs> yeah, like, I was kind of like, nah. and, yeah, so I, I'm going to have to stick to, like, Yankee Stadium. City feels really dope too, only because it's right next door and I can go there whenever the fuck I want and see some other games. So City Field, actually, City Field is probably what I would pick out of the stadiums I've been to thus far because City is just, I don't like watching the mess. They suck. And <laughs> I, I, can actually, I could actually explore the stadium and see things that I like to understand the stadium and, like, see if I liked it and whatnot. So, city was really cool. And um, they have one of my one of my um, sponsors is in City Field, uh, Big Moth. So, that's oh, actually okay. really cool. So, I can, I can always go there and eat some moth sticks and oh. say hi to the boys if I need to. Nice. We always go to the Shake Shack when we hit City Field. We've been there a few times. I do like City also. But, yeah, the Mets are still relevant. So, that's not going to change anytime soon. Yeah. You got anything? I got a few more, I think. If there's one person in, in baseball right now you want on the Yankees, who would it be? Nice. Oh, that's a hard question to answer. Um, Yankees are that one i really like him too but she's a big geo fan i can't i can't and then like thinking of outfields and situations like that i would totally like bellinger would be really cool to have on our team he would be amazing like trout obviously would be great to have on our team but i i love my boys so much that i respect that I, i like that I can't really think. I just kind of want my my players that we've gotten rid of back. Like Bachanzas, can I have him back? Can I have can I have Didi back? <laughs> like that's what I would like back. <laughs> I have some interesting answers to this as well. I think Christian Yellow should be a great Yankee, nice lefty outfielder, and I really would love Walker Bueller and the Yankees. Those would be some of my guys. Those are yeah, Dodger boys, one hundred percent. Like that's what I kept that. Oh, Dodgers and Milwaukee, but whatever. Yeah, um, I got you. But like, I I was thinking of my my choice, Bellinger. But like, yeah, those thinking of it, like those guys would probably be my only choices as well. I didn't even think about Bueller. Yeah, he's he's awesome. I love and Flaherty from the Cardinals is really good too. There's a lot of guys. Um, there's a lot of good guys out there. That's the problem. But there's also so many good people on my team that I actually enjoy watching and I love that. I'm like, ah, I got nothing. Yeah, I mean, if Paxton's healthy, the rotation even without Severino, we could add one more starter because the fifth's kind of a question mark. So you could always add another starter. We no, could... that's Montgomery. No, no, no Monty's Montgomery. Monty's the four, I think. 
Oh no, he no, would be the five if Pax and Tanaka Cole. Five. Yeah, okay, I got it now. I got it now. Yeah. <laughs> right. That. Yep. He should be the classic five. So we're good. There. Lefty. We could really use a power lefty bat though, and Gallish has like great contact too. So that would be awesome. And Ballinger's obviously a beast. How about pitchers? Speaking of pitchers, how about who's your favorite Yankees pitchers? All time or now? Oh, uh, let's go for both. Ron Guidry. Nice. Uh, oh, but Whitey Ford. Uh, Ron Guidry. I didn't really watch Whitey Ford games. I watched a lot of the old Ron Guidry games. Um, so, yeah, Guidry and then Mel. Nice. Oh, and then uh, that's that's all time. Fuck. Um, now, um, as of now... Oh, I never got to see Cole pitch. I know it's got. I still say him, even though he hasn't pitched for us yet. And I really love Paxton I, too. I do love Paxton. I actually, I really do enjoy Paxton, and uh, I just want him to fucking cover his goddamn ball because you can see. I can even see in it and see what he's about to pitch. <laughs> um, Paxton is amazing for starting one hundred percent, and then relief. I love. Canely now, like, 2018 Canely fucking was terrible, but 2019 Canely was amazing. He was back to, like, 2017 Canely. Right. And he's still, like, a fucking lunatic, and I just love his personality <laughs> in general. Like, he's, he is fucking crazy, and it's amazing because, like, he's got this massive caffeine addiction that he's literally been, like, learning to slow down because, I mean, bad, like, bad, bad caffeine addiction. He's been chugging monsters and Red Bulls and stuff like that. And I heard uh, last year he gave up energy drinks and has only been drinking coffee, which is probably a reason of why he did better this year, this last year, because he was, like, kind of taking care of himself. I heard his Red Bull and way too much. I heard it was, like, four Red Bulls a day or something crazy he was doing. That that was, like, to start his day. That, that, I'm not kidding when I say, like, he was dangerously a caffeine addict, like, dangerous, like, more than four, like, my assistant drinks a fuck ton of caffeine, and I yell at her all the time for it, and he drinks more than she does, and it's more, she drinks sometimes, like, three monsters a day, and I'm like, this is too much, you need, you need help, you need to stop doing this, so, like, yeah, but Kaylee is amazing, Britt's amazing, I love, I love our, um, Bullpen, and I'm I'm hoping that we see Loisega in our bullpen this year. Yeah, he's a he's a. I think we have we've exhausted the uh, discussion with Loisega. Me and Bobby, we couldn't agree more. He's a bullpen guy. They're trying to make him a starter, but it's just not there to start games. No. I mean, he's an opener basically. It wasn't there. It wasn't there when they brought him up in 2018. Like, no. Look, I'm not gonna like sit here and tell say that I'm not friends with Loisega because I am. But I was friends with minor league Loisega. Uh, major league Loisega kind of has a up his ass. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah it's it happens. Sad, it happens. It's sad to see how it happens because, like, I'll, like, we still, we're, but, like, if I have to deal with him longer than, like, 10 minutes, I want to fucking stab him. Um, <laughs> but he, he was brought up as a starter, and I, I will never forget, like, talking to him those, those few months before he went down to Tampa for rehab. And he was like, my shoulder hurts, my shoulder hurts. I was like, that's because you're not a starter, you're a relief pitcher. I was like, you only do good in three innings. I was like, you can't. I was like, and you don't even do that great. They're pulling you out yeah. to make your numbers look nice, even though they're not even that nice. I was like, yeah. you are a relief pitcher. I was like, you have it in you. I was like, to be like, I'm like, I, I don't, I, I was like, take this as a massive compliment when I tell you this. I was like, I see you in a Mariano Rivera fan. I was like, I see you being like a closer. Like you're a six, you're a, Five foot eleven or five foot ten, dude. He's not much taller than me, so he's like probably like five foot ten, five foot eleven. That throws ninety eight miles per hour. Like you are going to be a relief pitcher, he's and a, your shoulder is shot to shit. Like you constantly have that's to. That's the other to, problem. But that's the thing. That's why I keep saying like they constantly over pitch him as a starting pitcher, which is when. So basically, like when he went down to Tampa, I kept telling him I was like, just. Be a relief pitcher. How many times do I like? I should have to be the one telling you to be a relief pitcher. Like, I'm not your. Like this is oh not my, my job, and I'm telling. I've been telling you this since like we met. Since like, like you're a relief pitcher. That's like this is all like you are a one inning short relief pitcher. End of story. You could possibly make it two innings, but that's pushing it because you throw it like your your like your control of the ball goes away once you hit the second inning. That's 
that you're out there. So, no, you're a relief pitcher. End of story. And now they're actually putting him towards that, and I just find it really funny because anytime I talk to him, I was like, I told you so. Well, you know, it's actually funny you say that because I thought there was a shot he could have been the fifth starter without um, Paxton when the season was going to start because they were saying they wanted him to do that with Branson Cuddy was saying he would have been the favorite potentially, but he wasn't going to really be a starter anyway. It probably would have been a few innings and then it would have been the bullpen. He's not not a starter, though. You're 100% on that. And my last question was... I think it would be Schmidt over him at all costs. Oh, you think Schmidt would have made it? I think Schmidt would have been before Loisiga was. They wouldn't have put Loisiga in as a starter. They wouldn't. I would have liked to see what they were going to do. That was like one of the biggest storylines. Who's the who's the who's your favorite interview on the podcast? Who's the best uh, guest you've had, or maybe some of the top ones, or if you want to like say your favorites or something. Um, I don't really have any favorites. I've just, I've kind of like all the people that come on are friends of mine, and I love the camaraderie that we kind of created in the conversations that we started they're all different so i can't really choose a favorite um i've had a lot of people come on live with me and stuff during the quarantine and i obviously had my my boy ray come on and talk with me um dylan was really cool to have on for like a few short seconds when i got him on uh during a uh, charity event um i could have had him on longer but i we we had a conversation where i was just like i don't want to keep you on long and you don't want to stay on long, I already know that. It's like, because this is supposed to be for a charity event. So that was, like, cool to be a part of. So I guess that would be my winner, just because I also got to help kids at the same time. But, yeah, that's really all I got to answer that question. Awesome. That must have been incredible to get to talk to Batantis. He seems like a really cool dude. And it's Loisica. A lot of people think Loisica could have replaced Batantis in, like, that setup role. People are even starting to say that. And it's so funny because they're so different, like, physically. But they both have nasty stuff when they're pitching, obviously. So it would have been interesting to see. We'll see what ends up happening if they play, like, how they do the rotation. And actually, rotation is pretty much set because Paxton will be back. So that would push Loisica to the bullpen for sure if they end up playing. So we'll see. Bobby, you have any final thoughts, questions for her? Uh, I think. Uh, have you ever met any Yankees before? A bunch. Uh, who's your favorite who you've met? Um, they're all super nice. Uh, like, I guess. The closest one I uh, no, that's not the closest. Technically, the closest one I'm to is Malaysia, the current one. But uh, the close, uh, Mickey Rivers. Okay, he was okay. down at spring right. training actually when I was there. Mickey Mickey Rivers is one of the nicest guys I've met. We were in Bat Boy together. He continuously forgets my name though and <laughs> keeps calling me Dana. And he's so old that I like I've corrected him about three times that. Me and Ray have come to the conclusion that I'm just going to be Dana from now on when I'm around Mickey. <laughs> he's like, we. He's like, I don't know my son, but we have to tell him your name's Danny. It's an I, not an A. I was like, I don't know. We're just going to let the old man think that it's Dana. It's fine, whatever. Um, the other person that was really cool that I met was um, Bucky Dent. He was super, super nice. Uh, we talked podcasting for a while because he just started his new podcast. Um, that was fun. Uh, not a good chunk of that. Like my brain started. Like Geo is the nicest guy I've ever met. Um, I bought him a beer and then I picked on him for it because he drank a Michelob Ultra and I was like, "That's what my grandma drinks, bro." <laughs> wow, that's pretty so. funny. Like it's how I wouldn't expect him to be drinking Michelob Ultra. That's for sure. No. Neither did I. But, like I was, like, I was already drunk because I was hanging out with like a bunch of the guys. And I was like already like we were all just drinking whatever. And he finally showed up with um, another person man, man i miss um, drunk baseball up. stories <laughs> oh it, it was great like but the thing was i was drunk and he shows up hanging because like i was there with a bunch of the guys from the white sox doing friends with white sox guys and like he comes because they played ball uh one of my friends and his and him played ball in um columbia together so he came to say hi to my friend and i'm talking to him and i'm like i'm too drunk for this conversation what do you want to drink you need to have a drink i was like you don't play until seven o'clock tomorrow i was like and then you can have two drinks, and that's it. And he's like, are you my mom? Like, he's just looking at me, like, what is this girl? And I'm like, I'm a fan. So, like, you can only have two drinks. And here, like, what do you want? And he's like, a Michelob Ultra. I was like, okay, Michelob, what? <laughs> Sir, that, that's what my grandma, okay, well, that's what my grandma drinks. Like, he wants a Michelob Ultra. 
And uh, that was a lot of fun. Like, we, we talked for a few hours and went on and just chilled at a bar. So, like, every experience that I've had meeting, hanging out with, and befriending Yankees, like, they've, oh, it's always, it's not just Yankees, like, baseball guys. Like, they're humans. They're fun. It's whatever. I, I think the reason why I have good relationships with them is because, like, I don't give a flying fuck who you are, what you do. And I've always been this way. And if you hit a home run, I'm going to cheer for you. And I'm going to love it. But And if you don't, I'm going to yell at you. And it doesn't matter. But, like, when we're in person to person, I'm going to tell you you suck or you played well. And then we're going to move past that. And we're going to drink a beer and act like <laughs> you don't play a professional game. Because I don't care. That's a good way to look at it. And we've been getting better with that, too. We've met a lot of people this last year. It's just, like, sometimes it takes some getting used to it. I feel like once you meet a few, like, you start to get warmed up to it. I actually was lucky enough to meet Talkman. He was really cool. It was an event down in Tampa. They were doing the podcast for Talking Yankees, and he took a picture of me. That was fun. And really yeah. down to earth. They seem like nice guys for the most part, like you said. They are. They're, they're people. Like, I... I have been so, so from modeling and everything like that, I have been so, what is the word? Like this, like, I'm not, I'm not phased by a celebrity. A celebrity comes up to me. I'm like, cool. I don't give a fuck who <laughs> you are. I don't. And I, I think that that's because of growing up in, in the modeling industry, constantly surrounded by people like that. Like I, I didn't know, like in half the time, I don't even know who you are. I don't. I don't pay attention to things other than baseball. So, like, yeah, I know a baseball player. But there was a time where I partied with Alshon Jeffrey. I had oh, no idea who wow, he that's, was. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> that's, really, and he, that's really cool. It was during Fashion Week. It was right after the uh, Eagles won the Super Bowl. We had a great fucking time. Had no idea who he was until I started yelling at him because he was <laughs> drinking 1942 wrong. And I was like, you don't know. This is unacceptable <laughs> oh behavior. God. And my friend... My friend literally grabs me and goes, do you know who that is? I'm like, am I supposed to? Is he, the pre- is he Barack Obama? Is he the president? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you I really don't, don't watch know. football like that at all, right? Like, you really just watch baseball, right? Yeah, so I'm looking at him like, no, I have no idea who this person is. I was like, he's in a suit and tie at Fashion Week. He's probably somebody who cares. And like, because that, that's how I am. And my friend's like, that's Alshon Jeffrey. I'm like, again, who? I was like, I suck at the names of the players on my team. You want me to know who that is? He's like, he just won the Super Bowl. I'm like, that's great for him. He's drinking 1942 wrong. I need to go yell at him. So I went <laughs> right back. Like, I found out who he was. Went right back to yelling at him. Like, you need to drink it this way. <laughs> by the end of the night, like, I just would see him pouring 1942 and looking at me. And he's like, I'm not putting cranberry in it. Don't yell at me and walk away. That's he, so like, funny. One of the nicest guys, though, because, like, we ended up hanging out for, like, the rest of the night, and he would always make, because, like, it's fashion week, so, like, you got to make sure that you're not, like, you don't lose the people that you're with, so he would always guide me. He's like, Danny, this is where you go, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, it was cool, but, like, I, this is, that's what I've grown up in, and people might think it's lucky, people might, whatever, I don't fucking give a shit, like, it's just, that's the lifestyle I was put in at the age of 17 years old, actually 13 years old, because my dad was in PR in LA for a while. So like I was in that world. So that way, like when I met people, I didn't freeze. I wouldn't freeze up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't kind of like, Oh my God, I've only done that twice in my life. Uh, three times in my life. Sorry. The first time I was 13 years old. The second time I didn't like freeze up. It was more of like my face got beat red. And I couldn't control my face not getting beat red, and it pissed me off because I really wasn't expecting it. It was a huge surprise for my stepmother. Um, I got to meet Chris Rock. Oh, wow. And I got to go backstage in his dressing room before he went on stage and hang out with him. So, like, I was good. I was part of the conversation. I was fine. But my face kept getting beat fucking red. And I'm like, why? And my someone's like, I didn't know you flushed like that. I was like, I don't. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then the other time I stumbled on I stumbled on my words and I couldn't like my brain just wasn't clicking, which again doesn't happen. I don't get like I, I talk. It's what I do. I'm Italian, I talk with my hands, I talk. It's a thing. So Yeah, like, I do it too even though I'm not Italian. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Italian, it's a thing. We just talk and we yell and we you move our hands, it's a thing. It's also a New York thing. I don't know. So <laughs> yeah, I'll go I to New York meet, thing, even though I'm from Jersey. <laughs> I went to meet Gio Urshela with, when I was uh, sponsored by Models 
Um, so I went to go meet him and kind of have a conversation with him. And I was totally fine, like, right at the beginning, like, whatever, like, shook his hand, took a picture with him, whatever. And then all of a sudden I went to talk to him and I just was like, eh. I'm like, what the fuck? My dad was with me because, like, you know, you don't really go to anything as a female without, like, a dude present with you sometimes. And I was going, like, deep in the Bronx. And I was like, I'm not going without my dad, because, like, I'll probably kill you before he will, but he'll scare you into thinking that he'll kill you, but it really is me. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, um, I got to Gio, and I was like, hey, like, would you, uh, and, like, we're just, nothing was coming out. And my dad looked at me, and he's just like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And everyone started laughing, and I was like, right, hi, sorry, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> Yeah, I can so, relate with yeah. that. We've had some like, time. I've had some times I've froze up before. I'm not gonna. We don't need to get into it now. But Danny, thank you so much for coming on. This is yeah, great. Thank you. Appreciate and it. We're trying to see what we're gonna do with posting this because the draft and all that stuff's coming up. Should we just put, We might just do it right now, or we might wait till like Sunday or Monday. But we'll let you know what we end up doing because I maybe want to like isolate it a little bit more. What do you think? Yeah, do whatever you think is best. I honestly think it's probably best if you don't um, um, add in, like, what, like, if you're talking about an editing standpoint of it, I would suggest just a thing to not to cut out the conversation of which that we had about sponsorships. Because oh, okay. you don't want to make your podcast look like it's not getting sponsorships. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. We should maybe record yeah. that and then. We should, like, just save that but not actually have it in the podcast. So maybe we'll sit on this for a little bit and we'll have it, like, Sunday or Monday or something. Yeah, do whatever you guys got to do. Just let me know and then I'll cross-promote and do all the things. All right, thanks. I appreciate it, Danny. It's been fun. Of course. So for all our followers, everyone check out Danny at Danny's Dugout. That's our podcast. Yeah. All right, so bye. Bye. Have a good one. You too. All right, well, that's that for Danny's dugout. That was very fun. We learned a lot on this, and we appreciate her coming on. Now, me and Bobby are about to get forward to this draft day, too. We have some stuff we got to take care of for that. We have some grades for the first round, I believe. Bobby's been working very hard on that. I got to do some more work with that, but... You guys know where to find us at this point. GNC Sports Talk 2, Twitter, and Instagram. GNC Sports Talk with the acronym... Apple Podcasts and Spotify and YouTube. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this. Have a great one.